I absolutely believe that there are men out there who are too scared to wash their butts. I want to make sure I go on with my day with a clean, fresh, squeaky ass, you know? Oh, uh, what's the topic oh, wait, today? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so anyways, um... <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. One for the table. <laughs> My name is John Kung. My name is Kim Chi. Um, uh, what is the topic today? Instant noodles. Oh, that's right. Wait, but, but before we talk about instant noodles, did you watch the Oscars? I did not watch it, but I saw all the recaps, saw the disappointments, saw all the triumphs. So proud of everyone involved with everything everywhere all at once. That was amazing. Some of those moments were really magical and I'm really glad I got to see that. Like, honestly, normally I don't care about the Oscars at all. You know, it's like rich white people award ceremony. Mm -hmm. But this year I was just like, especially invested in, you know, because so many like Asian um, actors were like involved and so many like movies that I actually care about were like nominated. So I uh -huh. watched it with my friends and it was actually like thrilling. Like when you won the um, best supporting male actor, um, like I was like legit, like okay, yeah, I was like legit, like uh -huh. crying, like with him because it was like so like heart touching. Yeah, and... I saw as soon as Ariana, the way mm -hmm. that she announced her name, that she couldn't hold it. She was already starting to. First of all, she is just the gift that keeps on giving the entire award season mm -hmm. because that moment started yeah. the emotional roller coaster that was his mm -hmm. speech. Like it is so. It was so beautiful. I thought she was so genuine and touching, and obviously his speech was like amazing. I kind of take it from the approach where it's like. I'm I'm very happy that uh, the community got the recognition that it had been so deserving of for like mm -hmm. all this time, um, but at the same time, it's like it, I I feel like it's such a jaded point of view for me to have, where it's like I'm I wasn't gonna support it because it's just like systemically bad, mm -hmm. so. Like I'm tried tr because of that, I had a hard time being like as excited, even though we were getting that representation, mm -hmm. because it's like, I feel like the next year is just going to be like back to normal and it's going to be some awful like World War II film that sweeps it. And it's yeah, until I start seeing like, I think I'd be excited the third time something like this happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, the truth is, we just need more like cinemas out there featuring like Asian American stories and Asian, mm -hmm. not even just Asian American, but like Asian stories and like and movies that employ more like Asian actors without making like a gimmick out of it, you know? Mm hmm. Like, <laughs> did you see the trailer for uh, the, the Disney film that's coming out? It's based on a graphic novel called uh, American Born yes. Chinese. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it's the same cast. As I, it's the same exact cast with everything I ever along. I mean, like, I love everybody in there. I think Stephanie Sue was, like, robbed. Mm -hmm. I was rooting for Stephanie Sue, but also... When they were announced, when they announced the winner, did you see Angela Bassett? Mm hmm She looked so disappointed. I felt like, given her history with that specific award ceremony... <laughs> 
And like, given like how disappointed she probably was and how let down she was, like, I think she's allowed to feel that way. Well, it wasn't that she you. wasn't, she wasn't throwing a, no. yeah, yeah. She wasn't throwing a fit or a tantrum or anything like that. She literally just looked sad. I and know. I'm like, okay, so what's the, op- what's the alternative, yeah. right? Like pretending to be overly happy and stuff. Like she would have been called fake if, cause we blatantly could see that she wouldn't have meant it. So I think her quiet moment in that just happened to be on camera. And I think that was kind of like unfortunate on her part. No, like the reaction like broke my heart a little bit, you know? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. I felt so bad for her because like, it just made me think of like the last time she was nominated so many years ago and how she was snubbed back then. But like, also, like I also think, feel like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis played that game and won. To me, the uh, maybe that's another reason why um, I really don't care as much about the Oscars as I do because it has always felt like a pageant to me where it's like, okay, if you get nominated, then you are being recognized for your skill. And after the nomination, then comes like you having to sell yourself to the to all the people who vote, who all to all the people who like cast their votes and stuff. And it's just like the Grammys, like they don't feel relevant to me. They haven't felt relevant to me for the longest time. And just because I have this one year where like a lot of people that I love with a movie that I love is up for the running, like that doesn't stop it from kind of its fall, I guess, unless we start to see a like systematic change. Yeah. And so like, I don't think it's Jamie Lee Curtis's fault for winning either because she could not stay out of the news. Mm-hmm. Um, in how supportive she mm-hmm. was. She wasn't, she was in everybody's minds, all the people who vote, she was in everybody's minds because she couldn't stop talking about how much she loved everyone else. And ultimately, I think that's the reason why she won because everybody's had in their minds, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And so she won what she was. So I think when it comes to a pageant during your like, in like the interview section for like the, for like a pageant like that's the part that she won and honestly she did very fit too yeah you know she was phenomenal but yeah know? yeah she was she was like everybody that was nominated at that mm-hmm. point already like won the acting portion mm-hmm. also the whole time i was watching the um oscars and watching um everything everywhere all at once like sweep the categories i was like what if at the end what if Michelle Yeoh doesn't win Best Actress? So then, oh my! Everyone from the entire cast had an award except for her. <laughs> except her. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh my god! Oh, that would have been so awful. <laughs> but man, well, it turned out for the best, you know. So I think I think it like speaks to this year that like three of the as far as I know, like the three best like between angela bassett stephanie Hsu, mm-hmm. and and michelle yo it's like three women in like action movies mm-hmm. were nominated for like best acting mm-hmm. like they were at, michelle yo is a 60 year old lady who was in like a fighting movie and she freaking won that category like that is wild mm-hmm. to me like the fact that 
The very fact that Angela Bassett got nominated for a Marvel film in the acting category is wild. Like that in itself was like an uphill battle for her to climb. If you told me that's the reason why she did not win was because it was a Marvel film, I would have believed it because it's all political. I also like how um, I think it was when they won the best cinematography or it was best um the is it the director or the producers um they made a speech about how drag is unharmful to anyone yeah Yeah, that was such that was so uh yeah when he was uh accrediting drag as like part of his like creative creativity or stuff like that or his ability to have vision and he said it was like not a harmful Mm -hmm. thing there was just so much so many like good parts about this ceremony for like who we are as gay and people <laughs> for real. Yeah. yeah what have you been to like have you been to any like major award ceremonies like that before i've been invited to many of them but i don't like to go because like it's such a hassle to like get dressed up and then like walk the red carpet and then I guess, would you paint whole, for it? I mean, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't go like out of drag. Like, yeah, that's not interesting for anyone, you know. But I'm very curious as to what the food is like there. I've probably very. I'm like, sure the food is like elite, but I'm sure no one eats it. Yeah, I'd be eating it. All those actresses, they're like thin for the gods, and they're wearing like thousands of dollars in like satin and silk, and you know. Oh, that's true. And like you know, like uh, who's who's the one lady that wore like the Nimbus cloud yeah. on her head? Like, could you imagine trying to have dinner in that? Like, and then she was like fully blocking like everyone behind her. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I felt you know I didn't really think I, when when they showed that photo yeah. of her when she was sitting in the audience and she was blocking the people in the back. I was like, okay, I was like, whatever, okay, what I I, I really didn't think about it didn't really care and then they zoomed in on like on there's like one guy on one side going yeah. like this and the other. i was like oh that kind of that does kind of suck i if i had to do some kind of costume thing mm-hmm. like that i would have at least brought like those periscope things so they could see over yeah. <laughs> so the thing that lets you see over like fences and shit <laughs> fun she made a statement she looked good she did and she looked great mm. like that was i'm uh, like Beauty is pain. Fashion is suffering. Sometimes other people Ooh. suffer. So I, I think based on that look, I think it was worth what, it. <laughs> what I want to experience is like the gifting room. Like I don't need free stuff. I don't care about free stuff. Yes. But just hearing about like how ridiculous like the gifting room at the Oscars is. Oh, I can imagine that the swag room. You know, they have to like, I've, I heard they have to take photos now. Mm. In the gifting suite, right. um, I heard before. I think I heard before it was just like a grab bag or mm-hmm. whatever. But now, like it's like a gifting suite where you have to go in, and if you want that thing, you have to get your picture taken with mm-hmm. that thing. So they could use it for publicity and stuff. So it's like, eh, okay, well. And I'm sure, like all of them have like contracts where like this economy. All of them have like contracts with like you can't like be photographed with letter electronic or blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Oh, no, they're just able to use it forever. Apparently, like, I forgot who it was, but there was some, like, celebrity who was put in an ad with this, I don't know, for, for something like 
an electronics of some kind. Imagine it was like a Philips Sonic Air toothbrush <laughs> or something like that. And that act that celebrity sued them and they were like, no, there, you took this from the gifting suite. We can use this photo in our like social media and stuff like that. So I'm not sure a lot of people do that anymore mm-hmm. if they think they're like above mm-hmm. it. I personally would not be. I am not above it, as you can tell, because I post my PR on my stories. <laughs> I do too. But it, I don't know, like, it depends on, like, you know, what it is, too, right? Oh, it totally depends on what it is and what the company yeah. is like, where it's like, I'll, I'll try to do as much research as I can. And if it's like, oh, this actually doesn't adhere to my, like, ethics and morals. And, like, but then also, if it's, if it's like a product from, like, a major corporation, chances are it's probably <laughs> unethical. Oh, yeah, for sure. If it, it, it is at 100%, 100%, like... You know, RuPaul, they sent me stuff, not saying that RuPaul is unethical, but like I did, I definitely did take a photo of the fuzzy dice, which is the fuzzy pink dice, which I do have in my truck now. And I took a photo of it and one person accused me of supporting fracking. (laughs) Which is also so funny because, um, the drivers doesn't even send me that kind of stuff. And I was on the freaking Really? And I was on the freaking show, and I have more <laughs> followers than you, you know? <laughs> like, in a way, none of this, none of the stuff that I do now would have ever happened if I didn't meet you two. <laughs> not that I want, like, not that I want to fuzzy dice from RuPaul's Drag Race, but, like, the whole... Right, yeah. right. It it literally was like fuzzy dice plus a calendar plus like a sheet. Actually, it's kind of funny because Little John's using it now. But it was literally a sheet of stickers where like anytime somebody gets kicked out, you put like stickers over it and like it X's out that person. <laughs> it was like a bingo card. So, and I was like, this is, this is brutal. Yeah. Again. Have you been following it at all? You don't know. Really I, I, I watch it. Oh, yeah. you watch it? Who's your favorite on right now? Um, I mean, I'm Sasha Colby's a legend, and I've known her for a long time. And obviously, yes. like, I love everything she does. I also love Anitra. Um, mm-hmm. I love Mistress. Um, those three are my favorites mm-hmm. from this season. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my same. I will say, um, did you see the last yeah. episode? Yeah, I will say I was very impressed mm-hmm. with. Marsha, 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 because of like that lip sync mm-hmm. was against Anitra was so was good already. and so memeable mm-hmm. and like it's all over Twitter now and it's like uh just like and I'm obviously just an observer so, but I think like that episode and that lip sync on her way out kind of like solidified and made her so memorable mm-hmm. to a lot of the people who watch this show which. Let's be honest, like, you can be in the, these days, with how many shows are just churned over and over again, you could be in the top three and not be remembered. Like, it's not a guaranteed anymore, but, like, that lip sync and that amazing, like, performance that they Mm -hmm. did together, like, that solidified both of them. Like, now they're memorable, which is kind of like, you won at that point. If people remember you, you win. But I think... I mean, Marshall was also like one of the more memorable characters from from the season from the get go. Like she was, um, she was, but like she had no wins up to yeah. that. I mean, winning really doesn't even really matter, you know. 
the song. Yeah, not really. It it really does. <laughs> and also, she unless it was like a really good mm-hmm. performance. And she had like that um relatable, clean aesthetic, like the young kids love. You know, they do love like a very. I mean, younger people really do want their drag queens to be like models. Yeah. As opposed to like the variety of things like you know you have illusionists and you but then like i i love a clown i love a performer too well honestly like i mean i love it all you know it's so weird because like drag race has like made people go like oh i need mike clean to be able to do this and this and this but when i go see a drag show i don't just want to see like one kind of drag i want to see like a yeah. comedy queen, like, you know, making the audience laugh. I want to see a dancing queen, like, fucking and turning. I want to see a lip queen serving a fierce look, even though, like, she's just, like, standing in one place. You know? Like, oh, the variety of, like, drag coming together is, like, what makes a drag show great. Yeah, 100%. And if every queen that came out of, like, if every queen was doing, like, a high-energy dance mix uh, and just, like, fucking and turning, it makes... The rest of them just like less special because like you're seeing the same thing over and over again yeah and i remember when i was younger and i worked at a drag bar for like a few years mm-hmm. in michigan um like i was i remember being so moved by like how well a drag queen could like lip sync a ballad and how like emotional you can mm-hmm. get and how that was like just straight up like good acting and really good performing and like there's no way to show that on the show. Yeah. Like, you literally have to be there to see a good drag ballad performance. But now kids don't really know that or they have no TV experience for that. So if anybody tried it, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? It's like, no, be in the moment and, like, see how this person can, like, show mm-hmm. off that emotional range. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, the, um, the most annoying thing about that show to me is um, a lot of people might consider themselves a fan of drag but they don't actually go and like follow like the queen's work past the show so what queens do on the show Mm -hmm. is just like forever how they remember them um (laughs) and before like you know like a lot of queens are talented in like variety of things you know like but unless like you actually go see them in person like in real life like you're not going to be able to, like, gauge, like, what they, like, really do, you know? Right, right, because, like, what they have prepared for the show is completely different mm-hmm. from, with, like, what they are like at the at the bar or the stage, mm-hmm. just simply because, like, they have more free creative reign. They're not doing a challenge, they're being no. themselves. But a lot of these fans, you know, they just watch Drag Race, and then they go on Reddit, and, you know, like... <laughs> and that's, like, the extent of, like, you know, like, their love of drag, you know? It really, like, I've seen some of the posts, like, that get shared on Twitter from Reddit. People are vicious. Like, I never want to get on the bad side of Drag Race Reddit. Mm. They'll dox you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're halfway through our time. talked about instant noodles at all but it's okay it's okay today my add won as always <laughs> as always um, what are your plans for today what so, are your plans for today my plans for yeah. today uh 
Oh, well, I had like a really, really long, like, I had a long shooting day yesterday. Um, and so like I filmed, I think five YouTube episodes yesterday. And so my kitchen's like a mess. Like we, it was like a eight or nine hour shoot day and I was exhausted afterwards and my kitchen was like pretty much destroyed. Oh my God. So I'll be cleaning that, um, all day today. Uh, that's my plan. I had a great workout session with my trainer Ooh. earlier, so I'm a little sleepy, but I'll still do Good it. Thumb. It and sounds then, like a wholesome. What about you? Oh, you still have a whole day left for you. I'm uh, actually very excited. Um, <laughs> so Naomi Smalls just moved back to LA. <gasps> Is she close to you? Yeah. And yeah. So after I record the podcast, I'm gonna take her to my favorite place on Earth, Costco. Oh God, <laughs> you. Are a maniac at Costco. Like, what are you guys gonna get? Like food or well, furniture or? Well, I'm like, sure they always gonna need like those like Kirkland like toilet papers and paper towels and stuff. <laughs> I personally just like to like uh-huh. browse around and then see like, and I don't necessarily have to buy everything there. I just really like to like look at some of the stuff and trying to think like, <laughs> who in the world needs like an eight gallons of like grated garlic? You know, I was about to say, if you were going to say like eight gallons of chocolate covered almonds, I would have said me because that's what I bought from my craft services table yesterday. (laughs) On Uh, brand. Yep. Um, Actually, I had the the pesto Mm -hmm. at Costco that comes in a jar. It's not bad. It's quite good. But it's like. It's eight bucks, and it's a huge star of it, you know? It's garlic and parmesan. Yeah, like, when I make, like, turkey it's... sandwich, I just, like, throw it on the bread. See, that's what it's good for. Like, the pesto is, like, good for not use in pasta, because it's, like, that's one that needs to be really, really good. That's need one that needs to be fresh and basil forward. Mm-hmm. But because it's so, like, parmesan and garlic heavy, like, it's good for sandwiches. It's good for wraps. Mm-hmm. I'll eat it with Chinese dumplings. Like, it's really good for like a spread or a schmear it's nice this is my rule of pasta if i'm gonna like eat pasta if i don't eat that much carb it better be a fucking great pasta like i don't just want to eat pasta and like dump like marinara and call it a day like like my favorite way to cook pasta at home is um on a pan just garlic and like you know like jar or candy anchovies Melt the anchovies like into the olive oil, um, and then you. And then I toss like the pasta like in there uh, with some like lemon juice, chili flakes, and more garlic. And it's very simple, but it's like so flavorful. I'm at the opposite end. I'm. I love a ragu. (laughs) I love like a meat sauce, like. I like it to be like, you know, the pasta still has to be good, but like, I also like to have the sauce be so thick and substantial that I could just eat it with the fork on its own. I also do love like that, but I think, I don't know. I also think like, I know people are going to take away my chef card for this. Like I I granted, I still haven't had it since I was a kid, but 
I still feel like if I had pasta Alfredo <laughs> now, I would still like it because I love cream and butter and stuff. And like, isn't that what that is? Cream cheese and butter? Um, cream cheese and butter. Alfredo? No, Alfredo is, um, well, traditional Alfredo is just Parmesan and butter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it's still like, that's, I love that. I love a cream mm-hmm. sauce. But, but like, if you're thinking about like those like Olive Garden like chicken Alfredo kind of stuff, then they I think they use heavy cream. They probably cream. No, yeah, they probably use cream as a, and like I would I would I would destroy a plate of that just because like I love rich and carby. I want put me to sleep. Put me no, to sleep. I, That's it's one of yeah. those like you know comfort food like yeah. you know exactly exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely more like comfort. <laughs> uh, when I used to be young, like creamy pasta that used to be my favorite, but now like. I don't know. I just can't eat it anymore. Not because I'm like a food snob or anything. Um, whenever I eat creamy pasta, I keep thinking to myself, like, oil pasta will be so much better <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like a salty, briny, but like lightly oiled pasta, like lightly dressed pasta as opposed to like heavily sauced pasta. I definitely do like that, too. But I'm one of the 2% of Chinese people that are not lactose mm-hmm. intolerant. And I feel like I do need to enjoy that to the fullest mm-hmm. extent. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love cheese too. Yeah, <laughs> I will always like grade a little pecorino, you know, over my pasta. You know. Have you any going into finally going into our topic? Have you ever done any of like the pasta like ramen hacks, like with the instant noodles, like using soy milk or peanut mm-hmm. butter or stuff like that to make like a creamy yes. ramen? I've dish. actually tried most of them. Um, yeah. Really? And wait, hold on a second. I have to pee real quick. Can we take yeah. a quick break? Okay. We'll okay. take a break. We'll take a quick break. And we're back because Kim has returned from the bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know like when you like drink a lot of coffee and you're fine and you're fine and all of a sudden like it's about to burst any second. Yes, but if for me, it's when I like down pre-workout and post-workout and protein shake, and then mm. I run home and in the middle of my run, I'm just like, I just have to pee so bad that I'll, I actually have worked off a section of Detroit where it's just all empty lots so I could pee on my way home. Oh my God. <laughs> I the glamour. In... I know, right? <laughs> so hot. What a hunk. <laughs> Uh, beauty is pain. Anyways, um, back to like is the ramen hacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, one of my favorites I've tried is um. So if you don't like the um, TikTok one where you mix uh one whole egg and you squirt a little bit of cupy mayo and mm-hmm. you pour like the um ramen soup base in there. And then you boil the noodles, and then you transfer the noodles, like, into this, like, egg, cupy mayo, and ramen sauce mixture, and then you pour hot water on it. And it becomes, like, this, like, creamy ramen that is delicious. Oh, you add a little garlic in there, too. Do you use the packet, the seasoning packet that it came with? Yeah. Interesting. So it's, like, cupy mayo and an egg, this ramen packet, and some garlic. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. And then, like, the, uh... 
the hot like you know like water will cook the egg the and, yeah it turns into almost like a carbonara like mixture oh, really so it doesn't like the egg doesn't solidify it stays creamy it's almost like yeah like you said it's a cream sauce not like an egg drop situation yeah oh wow no i haven't tried that i actually haven't tried any of the ramen hacks oh thing. <laughs> another um ramen hack is um milk ramen mm. so so you boil the noodles and then um you only boil the noodles only until like it falls apart and it's like soft enough to handle and yeah. you dump the hot water and you pour in cold milk and then like the cold milk like stops like the ramen from cooking yeah. And then you bring it to boil again with soup packet um, and, like, the milk. And you want to use, like, a spicy ramen for this, like, shin ramen or, like, gin ramen, the spicy version. Yeah. And it's, like, a creamy spicy ramen that's also really good. Oh, that does sound really good. I've been try this. And then another um, favorite hack of mine is um, you take a can of canned tomato not mm -hmm. like tomato paste, but like canned tomato. Yeah. Canned tomato and then half cup of water. No, sorry, with one fourth cup of water. And mm -hmm. then you cook the ramen in that with the um, soup packet. And then you get like this like <sighs> thick, rich like tomato ramen. Yeah. What flavor ramen would you use with something like that? Um, I'll Like a shin ramen would probably be really yeah. good with spicy tomato. Honestly, shin ramen goes perfectly with everything because... Yeah. It's spicy and like the flavor is like punchy so it doesn't get like overwhelmed. <laughs> and what's then, your favorite brand? Is it Shin? Oh, uh, Shin Ramen is like my number one. And then Jin Ramen. Which but one is Jin also, Ramen? Jin Ramen. Um it's all it's also like another spicy brand of ramen. The packet ah. is like yellow. And then there's also Pibimyeon, um, which is a noodle that you cook first and then you wash it under cold water and then you toss it together in this like spicy chili paste and you eat it cold and it's really good. Oh, that's really interesting. I've never had cold ramen like, well, where it's like designed to be cold before. Cold. Oh, I'll have to make oh, it for the fender here. It's really, yeah. really good. Well, I'm there next month. Yeah. And then, okay, and then I, I want to give all the listeners a tip because no one in America seems to know this for <laughs> some reason. So, do you ever feel like when you cook two ramen, it doesn't taste as good as cooking just one ramen by itself? When you cook two, like two packets of ramen yeah. together? Yeah. Uh... No, I, I don't seem, I don't really have that problem. I don't, mm. I very rarely cook two at the same time, though. Mm. Well, a lot of people tell me that. And, <laughs> and there's actually like a reason for it. Um, Boy. So, you use like, um, you use water in like one to one ratio when you're cooking just like one packet. Okay. But when you double up your noodles, um, you don't use two to two ratio. Uh, you're supposed to use two packets of ramen and then 1.5 the water. Um, huh. Because it's something about like the way like the like 
water like evaporates and when there is twice the water it doesn't like evaporate as fast so that your ramen ends up being a little more waterier so you have to start with a little oh. less water oh we, so when you mean when the the amount of water people use for the soup base when they mm-hmm. cook it in there yeah i see i see i see so it always ends up tasting a little more bland yeah when people other people do it i see what you mean yes um so i very rarely um cook the ramen noodles in the same water as it like it's a different it's a different batch of water in the packet um so i'll boil the noodles first and then i'll strain out the water i'll leave like maybe a little bit of the pasta water in there but like i use some fresh water before um for the broth part and then let it cook in there again Mm -hmm. and so i measure out that water so i don't have that problem also, when I cook it the noodles, I um, the packets usually say you cook from like four to five minutes. I mm-hmm. only cook it for like three minutes. Um, once like the noodle becomes like soft enough to like pull apart, I take it off the heat right away because um, after you take it off the heat, you only eat it right away because it's still hot. Still hot, but the, yeah. But the noodle continues to cook. So by the time it's desired the temperature that I like, the noodle is perfectly al dente. Mm. And if I could get to like you four or five make minutes, very good ramen. Like whenever we, whenever you take our trips, and then you have yeah. that, you have that Costco crate of ramen that you buy, <laughs> and then you make it. It's always so good when you do it. I'm just very like scientific with my ramen. Like I perfected it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think I make noodles from scratch a lot more with broth that I just have. And I use instant ramen. I'm still eating the pack, the pack that well, you gave me, the one. Aren't you a chef? <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I just <laughs> think it's like you know, I like to control every portion of it. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe I'm just a stupid chef. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I, I think because like I grew up poor, like my mom always had ramen noodles, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sometimes like we just eat ramen noodles like for lunch or like dinner. So I think that's why like I ended up cooking like more different ways to like you know switch mm-hmm. up the flavor and you know things like that. I definitely have the mentality of like I see ramen or I see like noodles and stuff the way the same way that I see like burgers now because mm-hmm. I have to because like you know I I watch what I eat. Um, so if I'm going to have one of those things, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a really good version of one of those things. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend like my allowance to eat a burger this week on McDonald's. I'm going to a steakhouse and having like a fucking good burger or a really good smash burger. If I'm going to have, if I'm going to have let myself like my cheat meal is going to be ramen this week. I'm going out for noodles and it's going to be a mm-hmm. big thing and it's going to have tons of salt and mm-hmm. a huge bowl. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize that you don't have to finish the bowl <laughs> of soup when you go out to eat ramen. No, but um, the soup is delicious. <laughs> the soup is delicious, but like a lot of people who are like worried about sodium and stuff like that, I was like, it's okay to just enjoy the noodles, you know, yeah. like it's fine. Like the, it's, there's plenty more soup. You can you can like not have it if you're worried about that kind of thing. Because everybody always does complain about like sodium and ramen. It's like you don't have to finish that part. 
it's there to make the noodles taste good. But also, it just feels good. Like, <laughs> like, like when I go eat pho, like I'll like pause mm-hmm. with the broth too because the broth is so yeah. delicious. Pho and is different though, because like pho is the pho broth is like a it's very very clean and very yeah. like it's not as heavily seasoned as ramen broth is. Whether you go out or eat it, I've never eaten pho. You can't make pho at home. It's too hard to make that broth. I mean, you could, but we just don't know how. <laughs> right, right. No, that's true. No, like, the, there's no like powdered version of like a good pho broth. Broth, I feel. Are there? There is apparently. I see it on TikTok. What? I know. I. Oh, I'm to try it. And then there's like all this half some like uh, making pho with rotisserie chicken from Costco. Oh. Which I- which I feel I like I should know that. Yeah. I just haven't attempted it because, um, yeah. I mean, I should. I don't know what's holding me back. I love fall. But anyway. <laughs> anyway back Let's to do the... it when I get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do do a, we'll do a live. But back to instant noodles. Do you like to put eggs in your instant noodle? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Okay, so how do you like to put your eggs in there? Okay, so I am probably going to be in the minority but mm-hmm. this is a very recent thing that yeah. I've started to enjoy. I've started to enjoy my eggs on the more hard-boiled side when I add them to um, noodles and broth. Mm-hmm. Anything brothy. If it's just the noodles and like a sauce or something, I prefer a soft-boiled or a sous-vide or poached egg. But if there is like a soup there, I like a hard-boiled egg because I like breaking down the yolk and like mixing it in as like almost like a adding powdered it's almost like adding powdered yolk to the soup and if it's really really well well made egg and there's no like green part to the yolk it's really really good Mm. i like i'm I'm like split half and half sometimes like if i'm feeling flirty like i'd crack an egg beat it and then like pour it into the broth you know so it kind of becomes like this, like eggy egg drop ramen. Yeah. Or sometimes, like I like just crack an egg and then like let it cook and like let it poach like inside the ramen broths. Um, mm-hmm. I like that too. And for the longest time, I could never decide between the two, until someone was like, "Why don't you do both?" <laughs> and, and I was like, eggs. "And I was like, you know what? Why did I never think about that? Because when I cook eggs, I normally cook two eggs." Why didn't everything to cook two eggs in eggs my ramen to... noodle? Right. Because, like, one of the ways you're just literally cracking an egg in a super hot soup, and the yeah. other one you're actually cooking it, so it's, like, not any more work or less work than you would have done. Yeah. Nice. I like that idea. Having so, it both ways. So then, like, if I'm just having, like, ramen for, like, dinner, and, you know, like, I want, like, more protein-y, you know, and, like, <laughs> less, like, that's, like, I'll do that. Good idea. I also like had the idea to like over fry an egg, so it's like all that goodness of like a crispy fried egg white, but also right. still having the chalky egg to mix into the broth with. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. <laughs> that's have, that's why I like my hard boiled egg now. Have you ever had migoreng like those noodles? Migoreng. Uh, yes. I have, but I don't remember what it is because I remember say like Migoreng, Nasi Goreng, 
nasi goreng is fried rice. Mi goreng is the fried noodles, right? Yeah, um, it's like a fried okay. noodle, like instant noodle, and it's like one of the most like popular ramen noodle, like in South Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's delicious, and it's recommended that like you fry an egg and eat like with just like noodles. Uh, nasi goreng is the fried rice version, and that is actually a really good breakfast. But is it does is an instant noodle too? No, that's a fried rice. So nasi, yeah. I think, means rice. Goreng, I think. I that this is me totally one hundred percent guessing, and I know Google is right there. We should totally. Well, here, let me show you this like ramen noodle. So I'm looking at it. Mi goreng looks, yeah, it's it's stir fried noodle. Oh, with the egg on it. Looks See, so in, good. Indomie. Oh, Indomie. Yay. Indomie mi goreng. Yeah. I've seen that before. That's really good. Also, another one that I really like is um mama noodles. Mama noodles is so good. Oh it's my what, gosh. And they also it. make American sized ones. It's really funny. Also the tom yum flavor one, like when I'm like so cra- good. when I'm craving like tom yum oh, flavor, like it's like good in a pinch. It it like hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're not gonna get it. Like, and if you need it right now, yes. My mom used to actually send me that from Hong Kong because she didn't know that we could get it here. <laughs> but the ones that she would send me from Hong Kong are like half the size of the ones they're, that we can get in the United States. They're teeny tiny, yeah. They're teeny tiny, and the ones that you get in America are huge. And they just, that's, we need more. And it took me like such a long time to realize. Did you know that you're not supposed to boil mama noodles? Wait, wait, what? You're not supposed to like boil like. Is it just like hot water and then you cover it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize that's <laughs> how you're supposed to cook it, and I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Have you still had the? Have you never had the Asia taste the laksa? No ramen yet. You need to try it. It comes with like multiple packets. Mm-hmm. First of all, the noodles are not fried; they're like air dried, mm-hmm. so it's very like clean tasting, and. It comes with like three different noodle packets. It comes with one of them is like, you know, the fixins, the dried chives, the dried scallions and stuff like that. But like, then there's like a wet one, which is like the spicy chili paste. And then it's their broth base. But the powder is white because it's a coke. It's a dehydrated coconut based broth for the laksa. So it's really, really good. I think the brand is called Asia Taste. Okay. All right. Uh, Asian taste. Shand- no, no, that's not it. Um, I'm looking for it. It's called. Prima taste. Sorry. P-R-I-M-A taste. Prima taste laksa lamian. Very good. It's a Singaporean bread, I'm pretty sure. But they also have one that's curry flavored. Mm, not mm. as good. Also, a crazy. Um, speaking of like being popular, um, it's crazy how like big the um the spicy chicken noodle like blew up. The Samyang um product. Oh, old. They yeah, because they did it as if like they did it as a challenge. And yeah. there's nothing Americans love. Like that's the thing with Americans and spicy food. Mm-hmm. They don't, a lot of them, and the way that a lot of Americans consume spicy food is not really for the enjoyment of spicy food. It's for bragging rights. Like, it's bragging rights. It's a challenge to them. Mm -hmm. Like, 
it they chase the pain and not they chase the pain of spicy food and not the pleasure of spicy food so like for a, a lot of times so like that's why the bulldog uh the samyang they they do so well because people are eating them as a challenge i like a lot of them um true the the corn the sweet elote flavored one the corn one that one's delicious i like the carbonara one yeah that one's really good too mm -hmm. um which is funny because like i think i think little john my boyfriend i think he can eat just as spicy as i can but when we eat like the two times or the three times one he's like it's this is a lot for me and for me like i'm in pain but i can keep going yeah so um, a lot of Koreans believe that um, when you eat spicy food, it, like, it releases like endorphins that relieve your stress, mm -hmm. which is true. It does, and I think like that's why like I love spicy food so much. Too. If I'm having a stressful day, I'll order like a really spicy papaya salad from like a Thai restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yes, so good. And just like eat it while like crying and sweating. Like, have you ever gotten high off of spicy food before? Yes. It is a very Me specific too. high. Yeah. It, I was eating Northern Thai food when it happened. I was actually really? at a restaurant in DC and the food was so spicy that like at the end of our dinner, me and all the other people that I dined with, like we were drenched in sweat. We were all in so much pain, but we couldn't stop laughing on the way home because we were just like giggly and just like we were just like being silly because of how yeah. spicy that food was but it was so so good mm. yum we should also do we should try to do that the bookie challenge again yeah i will i will train for it I'll i mean i was i was fine you were not fine i was you fine. were just you were on the struggle bus you were struggling just as much as i was no yeah <laughs> Yes. Yes. For this, for those of you listening that don't understand the context of what we're talking about, we oh, ordered tapuki yeah. at the spiciest level to see if we can handle it. And I was fine, but John like couldn't take it. <laughs> that is not true. I was eating it, and it was good. It just hurt a lot, and I was drenched in sweat. You may not have as much of a sweat reaction to pain as much as I do, but I I sweat when I'm hurt. So... <laughs> But yeah, we can definitely try it again. We'll do it again. Just or just don't order such a big one because that was so much. They only have one size. That was such a that was a bucket. I know, but they only have one size. We should invite more people to do that one with us, so we don't waste the food. Though, like, let's try to get like can Monet eat spicy food? Um, I don't know. Actually, I've never seen her eat anything spicy. Really? Yeah. Who would you say among your friends can like handle the most spice in like uh, LA? My friend Diana. Do I know Diana? You know Diana. You know Diana. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was about to say it was like you mean like your friend Diana, but also my <laughs> friend <laughs> Diana. <laughs> you could have just said Diana. <laughs> She's Hunanese, isn't she? She's Chinese. Chinese, yeah. What kind of Chinese is she? Um, the kind that's really good at eating spicy food. And that's that's our Szechuan, but like <laughs> Hunanese people are like we we said this in the last podcast. Like 
they're the ones that they're revolutionary spicy like ma was from there and like they're i what was it um they're the saying go there there's like a saying about like people in the different regions like cantonese people are afraid of spicy food Sichuan people are not afraid of spicy food and people who are like and hunanese people are afraid that food might not be spicy so i feel like i don't i don't even i don't know how i know these things (laughs) (laughs) ancient old wisdom passed down from generations Right. Except anyone who would have told me this would be speaking it in Chinese, which I don't know Chinese that well enough to understand that. But yeah, I bet Diana can throw down. We should, yeah, invite her and we'll do it all together. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's been fun talking about instant noodles and Oscars and whatever else we talked about <laughs> well it will give me the title so like i could just say eventually we talk about instant <laughs> noodles <laughs> uh all right well i guess that is our show thank you for tuning in and i'm going to costco which i'm very excited about yeah you should share it on your stories like how what you're what you end up with your haul my costco's haul uh, yeah. Oh. Until Naomi, I say hello. I will. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, like, share. You know that whole thing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>